You ever tried kombucha? I hate it. I actually hate it. <laughs> oh my god, the brief pause of recognition from you there was the darkest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was... Look, I know a lot of people love it. I get it. To me, I think Kombucha Girl had it right, because I run that gambit of emotions every time I took a sip from it. But I will say, Kombucha does did to me something that not since I had my first sip, sip of black coffee had I so hastily been grabbed by the lapels and shoved towards the toilet. Not since that. So, the booch... The booch is alright, but it destroyed me. I drink vinegar on the reg, apple cider vinegar, and I still don't like kombucha. How? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, unleash the butthole! That's right, Loader P.S., the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best in of all time, and I'm talking about E, the P, to the L.A.K., that's right, it's Blake Tanner! <laughs> Gatecrasher, butthole master here, Blake Tanner! <laughs> Oh, God. Meanwhile, I'm here with my sphincter sycophant, Scotty Moore. <laughs> Never was there ever a butthole so clever as the butthole of the magical mister, Mr. So, this is a weird energy we decided to bring to the table this week. This is more energy we've had in weeks. Oh, fuck. Oh, I didn't expect that much in after what we did Saturday. I don't expect that much energy out I'm of us. I'm so glad you brought that up because we did have to talk about it at least a little bit. Yeah. Because we streamed for 12 hours on Saturday. 12 hours with a one hour break in between. We announced it last week on the show and we were like, oh, it'll be fun. Like a nice little six hour jaunt. Fucking no. At some point, there was just like a grim recognition between Blake and I of just, ah, oh, fuck, we're gonna be going till midnight. This ain't over yet. Ah, oh, shit. And we did go until midnight. That was not a lie. Uh. And what's bad is I was thinking back to when I used to do like the 24-hour shit for Extra Life and being like, oh, I could do 12. I used to do 24 like three times in a month. It's okay. No, somehow in those two years since I did that, I have become an old, jaded man, and I felt like pure death after I was having anxiety. I, we drank, I drank for the second half of the stream, so for about six hours, you drank for 12, I somehow still managed to be sober by the end of the night, and have the hangover before I even went to bed. Dude, that is a real thing, though. I've had some nights where it's, or some days, uh, where we started D&D &D early, so we started drinking early, so by the time we were finished, which is hours later, I'd have this horrible headache, and I'd be like, I wish I could drink more now. But, yeah. no, I was, I, I did start playing a little drinking game early on in that day, because it was Saturday, and I was working from home for the, re the next week, and I did drink for 12 hours. 
you drank for so much. You drank so much that there were numerous moments where I was like, is he going to be fucking okay? Like there were, I even had to stop the stream at some points and be like, Hey bud, can you not? Hey, you don't have to drink right now. You don't. You're like, no, I got it. It's okay. And I'm like, no, Blake, stop. Cause I could remember back to college when we thought, Oh, it'd be fun to play a little drinking game while we record video games and then I had to sit next to a drunk Blake in the toilet for an extended period of time. Oh, those were good days. That was after- While Google- Hold on. This is before I knew about, like, alcohol. So I'm sitting over there, like, Googling, like, fucking alcohol poisoning. Shit, he's got, like, five of the symptoms. Ah, oh, damn it. Do I call the hospital? Shit, what do we do? No, I wasn't even that bad that night. Um- <clears throat> But, uh, no, I can pace myself now. See, big thing is, I've learned. I know how, I know how to make a day's worth of drinking last. Yes. Uh, now I'm not doing Jesus. that again, though. It, it was a two to three day hangover. Because usually, like, the hangover from the big Dragon Con Chewbacca night, that was a, like, a punch in the dick that lasted for probably two to three hours, I'd say. This was like you took that punch to the dick and just stretched it out over three days. So it wasn't as severe, but the effects were so much longer lasting. Yes, the headache is the bad part. Also, first time I'd gotten a nausea hangover in over a year. So something bad happened. No, no headache on my end, only nausea. That was the full thing. So much so that this was my first time in a while to wake up and be like, well... No more drinking. No more drink. Once Southern... And it's bad because we're writing a whiskey book, but I'm like, once Southern mythology's over, no more drinking for old Scotty boy. So I am taking a step back. Meanwhile, Blake, what you got over there? I am also taking a step back, so I've got a beer tonight instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Well, I guess I did get a little edgy today. I did have that kombucha, and... God, I got the ginger Oh, real quick, kombucha. though. Yeah. Before we start on kombucha, because I know you really want to get on that one, I've got a little shit sandwich that I want to give to you. Just a little bit of critique of my weekend. So, on the first end, I found out that I have a very beautiful backyard. Made me very happy, so I was able to enjoy that. I saw it on your Instagram. It does look like a Japanese backyard currently. It looks like cherry, like cherry blossom trees. They are a type of cherry tree that does bloom in Berm or in Alabama, so it's very good. Uh, in the middle of that, though, this week where I've been working from home and I've had a, let's say, lighter workload because I'm working yeah. from home. So all I, that I've wanted to do for months while I've been getting like waking up at six o'clock and then getting home at ten thirty or every night, where I wanted to play video games, but I haven't been able to do that for the past three days, because anytime I come and I look at this desk set up in this chair, I think about that horrible, horrible day, and I can't even <laughs> stomach it. Yeah. You're just like, you're like you're, you've got a little PTSD going on, I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it, so I've been sitting on my couch watching Star Trek all week. 
I want you to imagine my version of this, which is having to play the video game WWE 2K19 for 12 hours, then two days later having to edit footage of WWE 2K19, then being like, hey Blake, we have to record for the WWE 2K19 series tonight. It's, it, that's it. That's been my life. It's WWE, it's everywhere, and I can't get away from it. Well, if you want, at the end of this, I thought I'd leave us off on a little... A happy place. This is the other piece of bread in the shit sandwich. Exactly. Um, the name of Amanda Bynes' number one uh, fan in the Amanda show, her name was Penelope Taint. That's a good name. That's a very good name. Wait, hold on. Wait, I would love for you to be a fucking boss somewhere where you just go, someone comes to your office and you're like, I'm going to have to give you what I like to call a critique sandwich, which is where I start and end with a good quality and then sandwich a critique in the middle. And then both of the good qualities have nothing to do with that person. It's just fun facts about the Amanda show. It's like, now I'm really hoping that you get the... You get the hint, Mr. Carlson. Uh, you need to leave. Yeah, yeah, I hope you understand the hint. And also, Amanda, please, am I right? Anyways, bring in the dancing lobsters. You're fired. So, back to the booch. Um, I had ginger aid booch. And let me tell you this. If you want to feel like you're drinking and don't want to be drinking, have some ginger aid booch. Because it fucking tastes like a Moscow mule because it's got like the fermentation alcohol bit to it. So it's got that, then ginger, then there's a little bit of vinegar. You're gonna have to work through the vinegar and then you just kind of, it then leaves you with a bad stomach ache that makes you think, oh god, I've drank too much. See, that's, that's the thing about kombucha to me. It's like, you always get that little bit of vinegar taste. But it's so blotted out and muted that it's just might as well be ju just diluted in water because it is. Um, You're just like some sort of mystical pervert over here, like on the exact opposite of the spectrum of everyone else. But you also hate the kombucha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, my favorite kombucha moment of the night, though, came when our son came to us at seven. His bedtime is eight and goes, can I have a cookie? And I'm like fuck no. <laughs> He's like, but I'm hungry. I'm like, really? Would you like an apple? No. A banana? No. Uh, rice? No. You're not fucking hungry then. I literally said, beggars can't be choosers <laughs> to this child. <laughs> and then finally, I had to sit him down and explain, like, do you understand why you can't have a cookie? Why not? Because you're going to bed in an hour, and a cookie contains sugar. Sugar gives you energy. You don't need energy right now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still hungry. You're a fucking liar, but okay. Let's keep let's keep it going. And so then finally we convinced him to eat an apple. But my favorite was just to drive home the fact... I was We're trying to teach him, like, food serves a purpose. It's not in, just for enjoyment. I'm, I'm trying to prevent him from becoming a big, big old balloon like his daddy is. And so, so this was the best fucking moment of the entire thing is finally when he's like, I guess I'll have an apple. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Go sit down. We'll, we'll cut you up an apple, bring it to you. Actually, wait a minute. Come here. And then that's the moment I was like, if you think you're the only one that's getting punished, smell this. And then held out the booch. 
and it made him almost cry. The boy almost cried at the scent of the boot. He put his nose in, looked at me like, what's wrong with you that they're making you drink this? What the fuck's fuck? And he just like ran in the living room like, I can't believe he's dying. Listen, this is daddy juice. You have to drink this. No, that's when I hand him whiskey. I'm like, this is daddy juice. This is what daddy drinks to deal with you. And then I just take a shot back. (laughs) Oh, so Blake, this isn't a podcast about daddy juice as much as, oh man, what you love every week. Welcome to a load of BS show all about daddy juice and butthole releases. (laughs) We are your hosts. Uh, No, this is a podcast about brainstorming the next hit idea to bring to Hollywood, whether that be movies, TVs, books, and Blake, it is your turn this week, which made me very happy because that means I get to spend this next segment trying to figure out what the fuck my idea is. You better be glad I wasn't planning on doing that one tonight. Okay. It was almost <laughs> yeah. that kind of night. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so really, what I thought about today... And this was based off of a conversation that I was having with some of my friends a couple weeks ago when things started to break bad. We just had this honest, real conversation. Yo, what the fuck we gonna do? And then that's when my friend... Yeah, no, no, no. I'm right there with you. I'm 110% with you on the what the fuck we... Because, like, last night I went to Walmart to go shopping, and you'd think I'd be like, okay... Let's get stuff that can stay a long time, like canned food or stuff that's frozen. Nope. Bunch of fruit and vegetables and raw cookie dough. That's all your boy brought home. He was like, I got you guys. Let's go. It's all right. You can freeze them at home. Um, So we all decided to repurpose an old, old idea from our high school days. And that was when we were all fascinated with the zombie survival guide and what our zombie bug out plan would be. Because we oh. might have to fucking do it. Okay, can can I say mine beforehand? This is not a bug out guide. This is just literally... Did you ever have those moments where you would just sit in class and brainstorm about a random occurrence happening and how'd you get out of it? Like, oh no, there's a, there's a uh, robbery happening. How would I be the hero? That's what I was doing. I wasn't trying to figure out how to survive. I was trying to figure out how to make myself the hero, which really does say a lot about your boy's psyche. Anyways, all I could think is get a can of gasoline lead the zombies to my shed in the back of the house that can help. I think that thing could hold maybe 10 people at most, but I wanted to lead this horde of hundreds of zombies to it, then fill it with gasoline, and then open the door, let the zombies swarm in, and then jump out the window and then light it on fire. This would never fucking work. Zombie or not, this plan is terrible. It is a horrible plan, and I'm glad you realized that before something bad happened. Before you, before I actually ran out to the shed with some gasoline trying to fight off the coronavirus. Now, I would say, uh, we always had some plans like this. So what we would decide to do is... We'd have this continuing text chain going, mm-hmm. and if anything broke bad, uh, if we lost contact with each other, we'd have a place that we knew where we were going to meet. 
thank you for uh, including me in this great text chain for surviving the apocalypse, by oh, the way. Oh, this just turned into our group meet oh. for my <laughs> friends and I, so. Yeah. But, like, it. Now, this was also when we were in high school, so this was before we met, so okay. we haven't talked about it since then. But the place that we would meet is behind the house where I grew up is an old strip mine. And most okay. of it's grown up now, but the roads are still there, and so are the two giant cranes that the mining company left up that used to be drag lines that would just, like, drag all of the soil and, like, the coal up from the bottom of the strip mine, and they just okay. left these two big-ass cranes up. They, like, stand up 60 or 75 feet into the air, and you can walk up them. Okay. <laughs> This plan works very good. This plan works very good for zombies. I don't know how this is going to help you fight coronavirus. I don't think you can fucking swing a wrecking ball at a coronavirus victim and come out as a hero on the other side. Oh no, it's the same difference though. We just get Now this is this is where it's going to be this is where it's going to be hard. We have to get all of our people together that know about this meeting place. We have to meet right outside at the gate. We all have to have a thermometer reading, and somehow we have to steal a bunch of coronavirus tests. That's the only problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. Also, secondary issue, you don't fucking live there anymore. Meaning you're meeting at a random other person's house that you've never met. Oh, no, no, the crane. We're meeting at the crane. Oh, okay. We all know how to get there. You have to be in the know. Which I'm not, clearly, as evidenced by this. Um, But, uh, so, the problem before that, though, was we would have to get supplies. Thankfully, there's a Piggly Wiggly not too far away. I was going to say, like, a pig... With with me, I was trying to think, there's two places. You either... If it's a zombie apocalypse, which this is not... Uh, I would say a gun shop, which there's that very good gun shop in Hoover. That's probably where I would stay. Or you have a lot case, of competition, though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a mo- find a mom pop gun store and be like, "Well, we wanted to support the locals. Give us all your guns." Well, the the thing is, we solved that because I know where a vast like it's a pretty small gun store. But it's got a pretty varied um, selection, and it's called My Grandpa. Um, oh, okay. Um, well, I was also thinking, I you either want weaponry, or you want food and rations, which in that case, Golden fucking Corral, baby. You go to the Golden Corral, and you just wait it out in the back, and if any... <laughs> Wait, hold on. The best part about this storyline, by the way, is the moment where we're all chilling out at the Golden Corral, and then in the front door, you just hear like, doof, 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 and then you hear, and through the front door, you just hear, if you're frightened for your life over the chocolate fountain, you might be seeing Jeff Foxworthy in a mech suit. You might be a red mech. And that's when Mecca Jeff Foxworthy would come in and take try to take you out. So that's when we'd have to fight a giant Mechazoid Jeff Foxworthy. That is when Mecca Jeff would come into play, and you would have to take on Mecha Jeff. I thought you were going to suggest it, because 
the Golden Corral is an ample source of rations and guns. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. The guns are going to be from those that are left behind <laughs> and dead. So we do have to have, like, one hazmat suit, and they'll just, like, go out there, get the guns off of them, and make sure to wash them in the sink before you get out. Or oh. we could just, like, send some Germex through the chocolate fountain, and then all you've got to do is dip whatever you want to sanitize through the Germex, and then hand it back over to somebody. Oh, my God, it's so horrible, but it's a good idea. <laughs> Like, right before you go in anywhere, you just dip your hands under the warm Germex, and then you're like, oh, good, I'm sanitized, let's go. You know, it wouldn't be too bad if it was warm Germex. I don't, here's the problem, though, I feel like that would cause the Germex, at least the healing part of it, the alcohol part, to fucking fade away into the air, meaning we're just sticking our hands into some wet, warm goo. (laughs) Like, I did it, we're sanitized. Well, if it helps, Germex is mostly alcohol, so eventually it'll just get crusty. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, no doubt. The majority of the distilleries I follow, which I had to do to promote Southern mythology, a majority of them right now are making their money, not from selling... Uh, drinkable booze, potable booze, but they're taking their gin and their new make and turning it into Germex. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's choice. That's a good idea, too. And then when it's all over, you could just drink it and die. Actually, last resort. Yes. You just chug the Germex. No, 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 no. That's when you dip your own head in the Germex fountain and drown yourself in it. <laughs> So we're giving uh, advice that is applicable to fucking no one at this point. So where where else can we go with this on this survival guide? Okay, so yeah, we got out in the middle of nowhere where you can snap snipe opposition from the top of a big crane. To fight off all of the sick people with coronavirus. They're gonna be coming. We're gonna have the cure. Somehow. Here's what happens. I get a phone call at the Golden Corral, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, it's Blake. What's Blake up to? And it's just you, and you're like, hey, bud, I've been on top of this fucking crane for five days. I need food. And you're like, I, and then that's when I'm like, I need guns, and now we've got to come together to help, like, join up our two groups. So now we've got to find a place, a meeting place. So we've got our supplies. I'm bringing my Golden Corral food. You're bringing your guns and also a big crane, I guess? Yeah, we can drive the crane down, probably. So now we need a meeting. Hold on. It's the fucking poster for The Walking Dead, except it's a fucking giant crane clearing a highway. (laughs) It took us 15 months to get this bad boy operational. I'm not leaving it behind today. So, where's our where's our meeting place? Where are we meeting at? Yeah, it had to be somewhere inconspicuous. Somewhere kind of off the beaten path. Somewhere that we both know and that we both love. And where's the nearest Dave and Buster's again? I was like, we're not going to an Outback Steakhouse. You can't make me go to an Outback. We've already gone to an eatery. I know where an Outback is. Great idea, Scotty. It's right by the Dave and Buster's. Actually, we just go to the fucking mall at this point, but that is inviting all types of zombie apocalypse situations. Yeah, plus it's gotta be hella contaminated, though. Oh, yeah, no, not even before coronavirus, that place was contaminated as all hell. Now, wait. We could 
live on top of the mall. Well, no, because the Dave and Busters is in the mall. So unless you're proposing some situation where we take our favorite, hold on, I do like this, we take our favorite arcade games out of the D&B, and we find, like, one of those big-ass elevators in the mall, and we just elevate the games up, and we bring it on the roof, and then we just set up a tent from, like, the Bass Pro Shop that I know isn't in the Birmingham Mall, and we're just ready to go. You know what? We can find a tent. Yeah. Why does... why? And then we can drive my crane on top of it. No, no, we use the crane to put it up there! The crane picks it up and sets it up there, and then it's like, bye, you guys. We're like, the crane was sentient? Yeah, bye. (laughs) Gotta go help other people in other places. And also, I can fly! (laughs) Copy! Copy! We both were like, this crane is fucking flying out of there. Yeah, actually, if the crane could fly all the time, then we could just live on it. I know, but that would be real selfish of you. Assholes, fuck you. I just spent five hours trying to lift up the Luigi's Mansion game. You guys can eat my ass. (laughs) Crane away. Crane away. So what's the benefit of living on top of a mall? outside where there's just no no protection from the elements other than our games tent that is exclusively for the games not for the sleeping you know i'd imagine it's got a pretty good view that's not helping yeah i bet it looks real cool um i this does remind me of a story one time of someone i know who is at the mall like on a school field trip And he snuck away from the rest of the group and went up into an area of the hotel that's in the mall that they were renovating. And he just found this weird place where, like, this crawl space where he could crawl into and he could, there was a window in it. And he's just like, I could could have seen everything, man. Oh, that's right. There is the other part. There is, like, an actual hotel attached to the mall. That's where we fucking live. We live in the hotel. Oh, we get Crane. To put us up high on the hotel, he flies Why away. Why can't we live in the hotel? They clean it daily. Because everybody that cleans the hotel will be dead, so we have to sequester ourselves on the top floor with a ladder going well, down. No, that may, Hold on, if they're dead, that means that... I, look, I doubt that the cleaning staff died and then the person who owns it is like, let's just keep bringing them in. Let's keep bringing them in for now. No, at that point, that means they have left the cleanest. They have left their legacy of cleanliness. And not only that, we've got all the leftover cleaning supplies that were never used because they died. So now we've got perfect clean rooms. We could be living that penthouse lifestyle. Meanwhile, you want to turn us in all of our fucking Dave and Buster's games into a lightning rod preparing for... Look, here's the problem. The lightning is going to hit the Luigi's Mansion game and all the ghosts are going to come out after us, Blake. And it's going to make a whole new mansion. So once we beat the ghosts, we get the mansion, dude. Did you not get it? That's just making our problem worse. Now it's even taller. We're all the way in the skies. <laughs> yeah. And the ghosts, they beat up the corona people. 
And then when the zombies no! come... The ghosts are the corona people! That's the worst part! That means we bring them all back, Scotty! I don't... This is the worst fucking idea of all time. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, so... I'm just saying, we live up in the penthouse, we have the crane drop us off, and we just shut it off from the rest of the hotel. Yeah, no, no, that's what I was saying. You were saying put us on the roof. No, I was not saying the roof, I was saying the top floor. Okay, okay, no, now I'm in. Now I'm, I thought you were saying take our lower rooftop situation and move it to an even higher rooftop situation amongst the clouds where Jesus can look down (laughs) on us and be like, oh, fuck, man, that's, y'all got Forza? Oh, fuck, I want to play Forza Lightning Bolt. (laughs) It's like, hey, get up here. Get on! Bring it up here! Let's go! Come on, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I did the slow rapture option. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold up. Ah, shit. I picked slow rap. I wanted some uh, fast... I wanted that Eminem Godzilla fast rap shit, but no, unfortunately, we went for the slow rap option. And that's how we survived. Oh, man. This was a lot of fun making fun of this thing that is causing me legitimate anxiety anyways. Yeah, it's called escapism. It's the only way I'm surviving right now, and you can't get rid of this smoke screen. I've got a VR helmet, baby. I just got an Oculus Quest. That's all the escapism I need. Y'all out here in this real world panicking me while I'm in fucking Beat Saber just getting it. People are like, coronavirus? I'm like, fucking high, high hopes for you living. And I'm just like getting it with two lightsabers that I play music with, Blake. And I mean, that's how we'll survive. Because we're gonna be, we're gonna be stuck in here. Oh, hold on. I did not mean to wear this, but I do have a Ready Player One shirt on. Just preparing myself for the eventual future, where this show consists of me and Blake in VR, just being like, hey everybody, what's up? You know what? Once we get holodecks, it's not gonna matter. Oh yeah, man, just live that full-on fucking, ah ah, shit, what's his name? Ah, damn it. How did Abed live that full-on Abed lifestyle? We go full Troy and Abed on this shit. You know what? I'm down with it. Engage. It, no, what the fuck? Uh, it's, uh, it's Star Trek. That's, I, that's probably biggest twist of the century is the fact that you this week weren't like, Scotty, let's make new Star Trek. Because that's all my life is right now. I have watched all of Picard... Almost all of Discovery, and I really liked both of them, actually. I'm almost, ha- I'm over halfway through The Next Generation. I'm gonna start on Voyager right after, no, Deep Space Nine, and then Voyager right after that. And then I'm gonna watch Enterprise, and then my skull's going to bleed. Meanwhile, I'm just over here watching shit I've always already seen. But from the comfort of my massive Alp, Alps fucking cabin in VR, Netflix gave me a beautiful mountain view to watch John Mulaney new in town for the 50th straight time. Thankfully, I can watch mine from the comfort of a uh, Japanese Zen garden that is oh, my yeah. backyard. <laughs> yeah. But Blake, if we're gonna keep okay, let's let, let's level for a mo- moment though. 
uh, we might not have jobs in a few. I don't currently, so we are going to need money to keep this up. So we are going to have to go to the shill station. Ding, ding. I thought you were going to say engage. Shit. need money not even gonna lie there have been layoffs there's been people losing their jobs my immediate family have lost a lot of their jobs which means we need money and uh if you'd like to give us some you can at patreon.com slash a load of bs that's where you get access to exclusive content like you paid for this where me and blake watch terrible movies and commentate over them it's where you get access to faq where me and jim murphy from opposite attractions break down some of our favorite theme park rides there's wrestling history x there's me also there's tons of great stuff waiting for you and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the patreon saints my mom and dad like the podcasts associates anonymous we've got so many great patrons and we'd love for you to join us over at patreon.com slash a load of bs but what if they just want to make a one-time donation and also get something in return. If they want to buy something, essentially. Is yeah, what I'm it, it's called, it's, that's how capitalism works, which is what we're going to have to really, really rely on in these trying, trying times selling shit to you. Um, so that is why you go to merch.loadofpurebs.com, where you can get all of our riding out the quarantine apparel. We got stuff for all of our shows, like a load of BS, Fight Boys, Me Again, Opposite Attractions, anything else you got. Do we have any Deviant stuff up yet? Oh, fuck! You just set me up so good! (laughs) Yes, we're about to... We just got our first piece of Deviant merch. We're reaching the season finale of the first season. So I made this awesome shirt. It looks like a band tour tee. And it's got all of the characters' names, but written in classic, like, rock and roll fonts. We've got Justin Middleton, one of Blake's characters, but it's written like Aerosmith. We've got Alyssa, my beautiful robot who I love, and it's written like ACD We've got all kinds of band stuff. It's really cool, but my favorite piece of Deviant merch has yet to be released because I haven't made it yet, but a lot of Deviant is inspired by 80s rock and roll, 80s hair metal. It's a tribute to who I was when I was like 14 years old. So I'm actually releasing fake album covers with inspired by each of the different characters. Valcor is gonna have one, so you guys know, and it's gonna look like um, a, it's gonna look like one of Slayer's albums. So it's gonna be Slayer, but it's gonna say Valcor. Uh, Cassidy Shields, if you're a big fan of Cassidy from Deviant, she's gonna have a Metallica themed one. It's all gonna be really, really cool. And if you want it, you can get it at merch.loadedpurebs.com. <laughs> The year was 1969. The U.S. was in a race to the moon against the USSR. What they didn't expect, however, was to find their real enemies not waiting in Russia, but instead on the very moon they were aiming for. Fifty years later and our world is still at siege from enemies beyond our stars. And that's where the space marines come into play. And let me tell you something, I'm one of the best. The name's Dane Armstrong, the world's greatest space marine, and the man who's come to save your asses. Not really. 
Join the BS Network as they head straight into the stars for Deviant, an audio drama featuring action, adventure, space piracy, and karaoke? aboard and fly with us into the stars every other Sunday on this TV. Okay, we did whatever the fuck my thing was. Uh, we survived. It was ju- that was just us screaming at each other for a few. In all honesty, Blake, that's kind of the energy. I've got a lot of pent up energy. I've been stuck in my house for almost two weeks now. Get Beat Saber, baby. Get Beat Saber. It takes it all. I'm so fucking ripped right now, dude. I'm so jacked and muscle strong from that. Ah, yeah! Ah! I'm feeling it! Yeah! Anyways, uh, well, (laughs) earlier today, I was in my beautiful penthouse suite in the Alps uh, watching a a few of my favorite YouTube hits because... When you get YouTube on a platform like VR, you don't use it to explore YouTube. You use it to watch your favorite YouTube videos. Just to be like, oh, I I love it so much I watched it in VR. And I watched Monster Factory, one of our favorites. And I watched them play a a game called... Oh, man. What what is it called? Uh, Something Pro. It's a fucking... It's a Tony Hawk ripoff kind of game. And it took me back to 2006, back when things were good in life and people were able to wear uh, jean shorts and not get just the absolute shit kicked out of them on the reg. And it took me back to that kind of fun MTV jackass era. And I want to bring that back. I want us to make a a a genre that I'll be honest, we're not cut out for. This is why I'm testing us. I want us to make an MTV reality show hearkening back to the days of, like, Jackass and Bam meets World. What was Bam's show? No, Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam. Uh, going back to old uh, Nutsville, Johnny Knoxville's show where he only kicks people in the nuts. All those classic hits. Okay. Maybe we should go with another one of my favorite ones, Pimp My Ride. Okay. Was Pimp My Ride MTV? Uh, it's close enough for me, baby. It's close enough. Okay. That's, well, we need to find, what would 2020 people pimp? Pimp my, uh, pimp my, pimp my. Pimp my my prez. Pimp my. There we go. No, pimp my dog. (laughs) Someone just fucking steals your dog for two days and it brings it back to you with a fucking mohawk. Yeah, actually, that would fit current reality TV to a nut in a nutshell. That would be perfect. You just steal. The show's just called Steal My Dog. It's about a bunch of people who are like, I don't want to be that asshole who doesn't want a dog anymore. So I'm just gonna have it stolen from me. So now people think I'm the I'm the one who's innocent here. Now, wait a minute. Let's flip it around a little bit. It'll be like the show Cheaters, except somebody exposes someone they know for being a bad pet owner. You follow them around, get evidence, and at the end they confront them and take their dog. Oh, fuck. 
this is the worst show on the planet of all time. Because not only do you have to watch a bunch of dog abuse for 45 minutes, then you have to watch 50 minutes of people trying to steal a dog from somebody. Oh no, this isn't one of those things. This is like where the host comes up, like just like decks this dog owner, and they just come in with a team of burly dudes, and they just cart that dog off to better pastures. It could be, uh, we could get some of the guys from John from Nutsville to come in and kick him in the nuts, and then take the dog away. That's the crossover. You just have. S- okay, no, no, no. I think it. This needs to be the beginning of it. We need to combine them. It needs to be a dog owner who's shitty, profiled for the first segment. Second segment is we confront them and steal their dog, and then kick them in the nuts. The second ha- entire half of the show is pimp my dog, where you try to save the dog from how like mistreated they were. So you give them a nice bath and all kinds of good shit, and then by the end you're like, that dog don't look anything like what the dog was that started. And the stinger at the end is somebody executing the former dog owner. No, 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 no. The the vinyl seat is always knock at the door. Dog owner opens it. It's his dog, and he's like, now that the dog looks beautiful, the dog owner's like, oh my god, I didn't realize what you could be if someone just took care of you. I'm so sorry I mistreated you for so long. And you could see, like, true emotion as, like, this dog that they truly loved, they just couldn't take care of, comes back to them so beautifully. And then... And then, wham! (laughs) Kick to the nuts! No, no, no! No! That's when... Um, fucking scraps. Our giant ass fucking schnauzer comes up behind that dog and then kicks the dude's ass. And the whole time, there's just shots back of the little dog being like, "Yeah, hell yeah, fuck him up." You did it. You fucking did it. Um, and then the other dog joins in. Okay, so what's the name? Is it because it can't be pimp my dog and it can't be steal my dog? Because it's let me put it this way: the dog owner has no choice in this, so the my needs to be taken out entirely. Yep. Uh, Grand Theft Dog. Um, Grand Theft Dog is very good. Um, Grand Theft Pupper. Grand Theft Pupper. Puppers and downers. (laughs) Pups and downs. Pups and downs, that's it. Okay, got it. I did think, this is a different one. This is a different idea I had in my little brain ski. And this one is actually less of a fun, fun goof and more of a MTV, if you want us to do this, we'll do it. And it's kind of like, you remember that movie, The Bucket List? It's like oh, yeah. it's like a reality TV version of the bucket list, but it's the bucket list before 30. Because here's the fucking thing about a bucket list. Majority of the shit on it you can't do when you get old. You can't be like, I want to ride the world's tallest roller coaster. Really, Greg? Because you're 80 fucking years old, you're going to die. That's why I saved it for last, sonny. <laughs> Keep up. And so, this is a show, basically, 
highlighting different people doing stuff on their bucket list at the appropriate basically i want to go do mardi gras and i was like what excuse could i have what if it's a show for mtv where me and blake make a list of all the stuff we want to do before we turn 30 and then we go do that shit we go to mardi gras we fuck pigeons all the shit that what 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 What? wait what was that last thing you said what do you mean we go to mardi gras and then we what then we do all the stuff that we wanted to do before we turn 30, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, I must have glitched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your internet fucked up a little bit, like I'm gonna fuck that pigeon. Anyways, um, like- Sorry, sorry, it just happened again. <laughs> I do like this as a running through line throughout the whole show, is that I've, I refuse to show my list, but every step- fucking time i get away the camera turns and it's just me holding a pigeon like no <laughs> and then i run and then at the end a pigeon kicks you in the nuts no no and it's not it's never discussed if it's i want to fuck the pigeon or eat the pigeon you just know there's something evil that want, that i want to happen between me and this pigeon you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just want to lick a pigeon. Is that so wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would go through, and each week we would mark off a different thing. So we would be like, go to Mardi Gras, um, go visit all the distilleries in Scotland. Basically, stuff that once we reach thirty, we realize there's gonna be kind of a cutoff. Like, let me put it this way: I know we joke. That fucking shitty Saturday was a wake-up call for your boy of like, oh no, I can't spend all day eating pizza, drinking Coke Zero, and chugging whiskey. That's not good. Uh-oh, we gotta come up with a grand finale for this. Oh yeah, uh, the clock's ticking, my dude. We got three years. At most. Because, I mean, if that's if Saturday was any indicator, I got like three weeks at this point. What w- okay, so now, what would be your under 30 bucket list item? Because I think Mardi Gras might be mine. Mardi Gras a real good one. I don't... See, here's the problem with a bucket list that I've always had, Scotty, is... I don't have what you would call ambition. <laughs> this is the most accurate statement about Blake Tanner ever spoken is just like because i'll i'll say shit sometimes like hey we got a live show at dragon con all right that's pretty cool when are we gonna go drink i'm i'm sorry the show we've done for like three years yeah it's all right anyways uh there's like a bar there's a cool bar over there right we can go to that bar Uh, yeah but there's a live show and you know we did the one in vegas yeah it was pretty cool they had some good bars in vegas blink (laughs) and it's like i mean the thing about Vegas was, or the thing about our live show too, was like we had this great idea. You're like, let's do the. You had this great idea where it was, thank you. Let's do the end of the world party. We're gonna do all this. I'm like, oh, dude. One day I was reading a Reddit thread and I read about this cool thing, and I'm like, let's do it on Terror Birds and I'll make this whole presentation and it'll be great. Yeah. And then I didn't do it until the day before the <laughs> yeah. live show. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm I at home at the hotel. Uh, the hotel the day of i believe we were going to like i think the fucking shopping center of dragon con and i'm having to hastily like take screenshots off my phone to send to the other panelists like can you present on this hope you're good my dude 
Oh, man, that was a good time. Okay, so, yes, yes, I don't have ambitions. Um, that is not a joke that, it is a joke we do, but it's just real fine. I could spend the rest of my life in this quarantine, and I would be a happy motherfucker, because I got video games. So, be honest. You want to go to the Powerline concert, the big Powerline concert for the whole school to see you on TV looking real impressive. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I would love to go to the top of all the tall buildings in America. Hold on. Wait, what the fuck? Just in general, if there's a tall-ass bill. So that's another... Ru- I want to go to the that's top That's another... Of- so that's another running gag we have is Scotty wants to either eat, fuck, maybe throw a pigeon, and anytime we pass by a relatively tall building, Blake Tanner's like, we gotta go! We gotta go climb it! Oh man, it's gonna be great. Honestly, I just want to go to different cities. Fuck it. Okay, I'll just put a list of cities that I want to go to on my bucket list. And that's just like a two-day jaunt through that city. And I have to come up with an actual plot for the other. Like, when we go to Chicago, it's full-on just like we reenact Ferris Bueller's day off. That's something I've always wanted to do. New Orleans, let's do Mardi Gras. New York City, see Hamilton. Like, it's just shit that I'm having to be like, fuck, we gotta do something, I guess. L.A., smoke weed in the streets. I know what I want to do. I know. I want to ride the bullet train in Japan. That's not... I mean, they're, they're, it's the bullet club, Blake, not the bullet train. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, they they made a train. Oh, it's, it's their own train, the switch train. The fucking switch plate, Jay White. That's how the train goes into different directions. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's it. Um... Yeah, that's a good one. What what about you? (laughs) Jesus! I'm over here just like, it'd be good to do this and this and this, and you're just like, man, you fucking, I'm really in the trains. So, Ooh, ooh, I want to get on a boat and go real far out in the ocean. Okay, so a cruise is what you're wanting. You're wanting us to do it. No, small boat. No, I I refuse to do this. Actually, no, no, no. It's you getting on that boat. Then I'm like, oh, well, you have fun. Pans over. I am in an accurate pirate boat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a fucking... You got... No, that's what it is! It's hide-and-seek with boats! You get a two-hour head start to go into the ocean whatever fucking way, and I get a pirate ship, and I have to find you. That would actually be pretty fun. I could probably do that. Uh, okay, so hold on. Add that to the under-30 bucket list is pirate hide-and-seek. Okay, good, good. Okay, I found something. Okay. I have an ambition now. I have a dream. And it's to play hide-and-seek in boats. Oh, so Blake, this has been an absolute slog. What was awesome this week? I've had a lot of fun. Fuck you. Um, You know, it's hard to find a lot of really, like, awesome things in how horrible things have been going so it's time for a lot of introspection and time for a lot of like just doing things for you because you're the only person you're going to be interacting with for a while um (laughs) i wonder what blake's awesome thing this week is
Eat a dick. It's so uh, I can't choose. Oh wait, Patrick Stewart is my awesome thing for this week because he's <laughs> such a good actor. Um, I've been watching a lot of the Next Generation. Also, I've been following him on Facebook where he has been reading a new Shakespeare sonnet every day, which oh, yeah. has made me extremely happy. I will say, I, I I did think about you watching wrestling tonight because at one point, uh member of the inner circle sammy guevara had three drawings at ringside because he couldn't have people one was of chris jericho one was of brandy Rhodes, and one was of chris prime and fucking star trek and that led to cody Rhodes on commentary openly talking shit about chris pine and then trying to discuss with tony shivani who the best star trek captain was and they ignored the match for a while they just started talking about star trek wait who was cody's favorite captain um, I, sh- I can't remember, but I do know if you listen to the AEW podcast, they talk about, when Cody was on it, they talk about Star Trek for an inappropriately long amount of time, and he also does give my favorite description of Star Trek versus Star Wars of all time, and as a Star Wars fanboy, it should have offended me, but it didn't, but Cody just goes, Star Wars is for everyone. Star Trek is for smart people. And I went, yeah, I'm full on. Accurate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, accurate. I fucking love Star Wars, but accurate. Well, my... And just real quick, though. Star Trek is where I want to be. It's where I escape to when everything is going to shit like it is now. And just to remind you, in Star Trek, before they got to the good bits, they did have World War Three. So saddle up, y'all. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My thing that's awesome this week, big surprise, is VR. But I am going to try to go a little bit more specific because everyone knows VR is cool. Everyone knows VR games are cool. I'm more wanting to discuss the other escapism applications of VR, primarily an app I found called Trip. And it is a meditation app that fully takes you through a meditative experience. But think about, like, you've done, like, a YouTube meditation or something like that where they're like, you're now in a grassy field and you walk forward and you see this bright light in front of you. And I want you to focus on the light. And it's all in your imagination. And that's kind of what you focus on. Not in trip. In trip, it's right fucking there. And there's a dial that comes up and it's like, inhale hold exhale hold and like tonight i i had to deal with a screaming child who was very upset about cookies so at one point i looked at emily and said i'm gonna go meditate and after like two sessions in trip i was like i'm a fucking peace warrior i am going to go drink so much kombucha right now i'm so relaxed this is so nice uh, yeah. I- How long did that last before you realized you had to record a podcast with me? Oh, no, 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 no. That was, like, before I even came home to watch wrestling. And then I got to play Beat Saber a little bit in between commercials. So, yeah, I had a few to, like, rev back up. But, yeah, no, no, no. I really do like it because I think... I do think VR is definitely going to be the future, especially in this era of trying to get people together and get people to hang. I feel like it's the next logical step, and I like seeing unique things done with it that aren't just like, you've got two fucking lightsabers, let's fucking go, baby. So, yeah. Oh, and 
if you've got VR and you're interested, not sponsored, by the way, Trip is doing, like, instead of a seven-day trial of their shit, 60 fucking full days. And they've taken their $100 price tag for a year down to 30 So, yeah, I'm fucking with Trip for, like, the next year, my dude. Nice, 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 nice. Man, I've been wanting to get on the VR train for a while. I just haven't, I just haven't had the investment in it. I mean, you could, well, well, you do have a PS4, don't you? I do. It's in the closet over there. I was gonna say, get you a PSVR. That's cheaper. I don't know if Trip's on it, but you could still fuck with it. That was gonna be my original choice. Was that, and then I just realized like the Oculus Quest is so much more portable. I can just fuck about wherever I want with that thing. That's very true. I have played a PSVR before, and it is a lot to set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently the controllers are just like the old Move controllers, and that's when I went, I'm good, I think. I think I'm good on this one. The big thing nowadays is finger support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The Quest now has a thing, and it doesn't fucking work at all. But it's hand tracking. The cameras on the front will see your hands, and they'll move a little bit. They'll, like, move around, but it's not accurate at all. Neat. I love the future. I also hate it, but... Yeah, depending. What element of the future are you looking at? That's all that matters. But, Blakey T, until next week, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. You can also find me at Blake A. Tanner on Instagram because that's the only social media I posted on in over a year. Jesus. And, so. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy all my books on Amazon, which would actually be really awesome right now because the Amazon Kindle people are offering your boy a little bit extra dashola if people end up buying my books. So, Please, please, I need all the support I can get. Blake needs all the support he gets. And to check out all the other shows online at a load of pure BS.com. From Deviant to Opposite Attractions, they're all there for you to check out at a load of pure BS.com. I still get paid, so you can just send it all to Scotty for right now. He needs some more. Thank you. You're welcome. It's okay. I got your back, buddy. I'll get you the spam later. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. Another group that you should support, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. They are bringing the soul back to funk, if you know what I mean, in music. Uh, check out their mu- <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm very confused. But, um, check, th- check out their music. Uh, I really love their stuff, and... They've been putting out what they can. They've been doing Instagram concerts to help make up for their canceled dates and stuff. So uh, check them out. Look up their music. Buy their album. And support them as well. Mm-hmm. And to support us. And if you can't do it monetarily on merch.loadedpurebs.com or the Patreon, we understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars would be incredible. It would mean the world to us. Or just tell a friend. Pick up your phone and text them to check out a load of BS. And if you've been with us for a while, if you're big fans, make sure to go to your email account. And email a load of pure BS at gmail.com. Some of your favorite moments from the past 50 episodes, because we're coming up on episode 150, and I'd love for you guys to tell us what your favorite moments are so we could include them in that episode. It would mean the world to us. But until next time, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next 
weeks.